everybody. Welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon. And I'm Alex. And today we are going to be continuing our discussion of the Bad Batch. We have the Bad Bachelor here um, with a two-episode arc taking place on Ryloth. Yay! This felt very, like, it, it felt so Clone Wars, but it also felt so Rebels. Yeah. Well, because of, like, Cham and, and Hera. And, like, I, I guess you're saying, like, it feels very Clone Wars because they kind of diverted from having the Bad Batch as the main characters. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, like, I mean, I saw some people complaining about that online, saying, like, oh, like, it should be about the Bad Batch. And in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, did you guys not watch Clone Wars, like, at all? Like, it would get derailed from whoever the main character was, like, all the time. I mean, this is the biggest indicator to me that, like, it's going to be more than one season. Yeah. Like, they spent two episodes on this other plot where the Bad Batch was just kind of in the background. Like, it, it definitely meant a lot to Hunter, which we'll talk about. Um, but since it wasn't furthering their plot, it wasn't really furthering Crosshair all that much. That tells me that, like, we're going to get to, like, a boiling point with the finale, but it's not going to be the end. Yeah. To me, this episode was furthering the state of the galaxy more than anything. Like, it was showing the audience, like, this is where we are since Order 66, and this is the kind of grasp that the Empire has taken on the galaxy right now. This is what the transition looks like. Yeah, I feel like Endgame, which is going to probably take a while to get to, Mm -hmm. is probably going to be picking a side and, like, really seeing, like, the extreme early days, yeah, the extreme early days of the rebellion before rebels, obviously. Um, but before we get into all that, let's talk about some recommendations. So, um, two shows just dropped on Netflix. One of which we have both finished. The other one we are only two episodes into. Um, mm-hmm. The first one is Never Have I Ever, which we mentioned last time. Yeah, I I binged season two in one day. Um, <laughs> I've never been so stressed watching anything. <laughs> See, like, I wasn't that stressed. That's, I wasn't as Maybe stressed. Maybe like, more accustomed to it because you watch so much horror, so, like, horror can be stressful, too. <laughs> this was not horror. But, like, it's, like, you're just calm watching really stressful things happen to other people. Nothing phases me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's, like... I don't know. I was just... The main character, Never Have I Ever, has been through a lot. So it manifests... Like, her feelings manifest in a lot of bad decisions. And she Mm -hmm. just kept making bad decisions. So many bad decisions. Yeah. Which, I I was talking about this with my mom, because she pretty much always will, like, get derailed and, like, make a bad decision or spiral into being really selfish or, like, other Mm -hmm. things. But, like, the the whole background thing with her is that, like, she's dealing with the death of her father. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like that with the show, it shows how, like, sometimes things get better and then sometimes things don't. Like, it's not, like, a straight line. Yeah. And, like, Davy really shows that. Like, Davy will get better and things will be great, but then suddenly something will happen that'll trigger her and then she's, like, doing something horrible and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Which I, I really like that they gave us this messy main character yeah. She, like, and a lot of people are like, oh, she's the villain of the show. Like, she is. Mm-hmm. She's her own villain. 
and she's the villain to most of the other characters. Yeah, she's almost, I feel like all the time her friends are like, um, we're not talking to you right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, she just, she does a lot of bad things, but we both um, really liked the ending. Mm-hmm. I like where the ending left off because I feel like we're setting up for an interesting romantic arc in the next season. <laughs> I mean, they they set up an interesting romantic arc for this season and it caused a lot of stress on my end. Like, I just... <laughs> it was hard to watch. It was like, what are you doing, girl? Yeah. Her... It, it, I love that, like, the cringe, it does wear, like, wear off on the person, because you're just like, oh, my God, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> and I do want to say, Paxton writes for season two. Like, wow. I loved his episode. Episode three was, like, his POV. Um, and I, I loved who they chose for his narrator. She did a really good job. Um I really like that episode. I love Paxson's grandpa. <laughs> hmm I love how proud of him I felt when, like, he goes on this, like, journey he of kind of, like... He goes on a really good arc. Yeah, and, like, by the end, like, I just felt so proud of him. Like, mm-hmm. he's come so far, and it's it's really awesome. Um, but the other show is a little bit more of a different vibe. Um, it's Beastars. Yeah, Beastars dropped on the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're only two episodes in. Right. It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So, like... like, (laughs) I don't know how I forgot. Like, I knew season one was weird. I knew. But then I started watching this season, and I'm, like, trying to get myself into the headspace to watch it. And I'm like, how did I get here in... Was it March 2020? Yeah, it was, like, the beginning <laughs> of the pandemic. Yeah. I, like, I Netflix watched it on like, my, first, furries. my first, like, day working from home. Like <gasps> That's right. Yeah, like, I had to, like, wait on some IT stuff to get set up. So in the morning, like, I just started watching Beastars on my first day. When Back when we're, like, we're going to be home for two weeks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, this is a mini vacation. And then it wasn't. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah. No. I I forgot like so many things that happened in the first season, so I had to watch a refresher on YouTube to like remember. And I think the reason that it seems slow right now is because like the first episode hits you immediately with this is a promiscuous bunny and bi panic wolf. <laughs> um, B stars not for children, by the way. Um, and I think so far. We're in more plot, um, which does include a snake. Snake with a hat. With <laughs> Listen, Shannon hates the hat. I hate the hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even, it's the size of it and it's the jaunty angle. Oh yeah, it's like tilting. Why does a snake need a hat? It made me so uncomfortable. Every time the snake's around, it makes me so uncomfortable. Do you think that the snake wears a hat because, like, that's the only way it can, like, accessorize she, and be fashionable because it has no legs? She's the security guard. It's her security hat. I know, but that's the only piece of clothing she can wear. I don't know. I love how she's, like, so ashamed that she has no legs. No, her point of view is so creepy because she's like <laughs> fully checking out Lego She and she's like, oh, to have a body. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but 
B stars, like, listen, it's an experience, and I do recommend it because I feel like it's an experience that we as a society all need to share. The furry, <laughs> um, the furry experience. The furry experience. <laughs> yeah, that dropped, and our friend Andy immediately messaged me. It's like, hey, do you watch this? It's like, stop. <laughs> um, but the last thing we have to recommend is Black Widow, which, oh my god, I love so it. good. I love You've it. seen it twice. Mm-hmm. Florence Pugh is so good in it. I love how femme gaze it is. Natasha has come, like, the the point of view of Natasha has changed so much since, like, the first Avengers movie, and it's so refreshing. It's so refreshing to see her, like, through, like, a fe- female lens. Like, having a female director, writers, like, is, it's so good. Yeah, I I was definitely, like, firmly in the camp of, like, you know, like, it's great we're getting a Black Widow movie, but, like, we should have had it, like, years yeah. ago. But then watching it, we would never have gotten this no, movie it wouldn't when have been, we needed it. It wouldn't have been as no. good. It would probably have been written by men, directed by men. Yeah, like, we, we needed, the, like, honestly, we wouldn't have gotten it any other time. Like, I, I wish it could have come out on time, but... Mm-hmm. Like, if we had gotten it back when, like, fir- Black Widow had first been introduced, like, it would not be this movie. And this is the movie that we needed to see for Black Widow, yeah. honestly. Like, it, it wasn't until Black Panther and Captain Marvel where we started to really see points of view change and, like, actually think about what point of view they want to tell. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I I think they would have told a story with, like, how she met Clint or, like, anything like that instead of this story about, like, her and her sister taking down this, like, patriarchal system. Like... I love the sister feels in this movie. It reminds me of mm -hmm. Frozen. It's Mm -hmm. so good. Yeah, Yelena is, like, my favorite character now. Yay! Like, I'm I'm watching Hawkeye for her. (laughs) (laughs) And for Kate Bishop, Yeah, I ship them. Mm -hmm. They're the ship. I've seen other people ship her with other people. I'm like, no, 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 no. They are the ship. Yeah, I I think on Tumblr, the big ship is Bucky and Yelena. I I don't know. What what other ships have you seen? (laughs) Uh, No, I've seen that one, mostly. And I I just don't. It's because, I don't like, see it. I, I, it's because people are like, oh, well, he was in the Winter Soldier program, and the, like, the Widow program is, like, the sister program to the Winter Soldier program. Yeah, but, like, everybody wanted, like, Nat and Clint. Like, that was a relationship that they never oh my explored, God. and now you get it. It's, like, a second generation. <gasps> oh, I see. So did you ship them back in the day? Well, I thought that that's just where the ship was going, yeah. and then suddenly it, got it was her and the, the Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, what? And, and Steve at one point. Like, yeah, and, and St- <laughs> Listen, basically any man that was in the movie with her, she was shipped with, and I'm like, I don't understand. I thought they were setting up a romance, but then he had a wife, and listen, it's the second gen. I don't know if this is the Germione in me, because <laughs> I love second gen Germione thick. <laughs> so... This, listen, I this is the ship I'm here for, and if it doesn't sail, you're wrong, because it's, it's going to sail. <laughs> but that kind of does take us into the news, which, it's keeping with um, Marvel MCU, um, Loki finale, 
which it was revealed that we're going to be getting a second season, which I was not expecting. You weren't? You thought no. it was going to be, like, one and done, like, WandaVision? Yeah, one and done. Uh, that's what I mm. thought. I, like, I don't know if I had heard, like, a rumor saying that it was going to have more seasons. But it's interesting because um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the end of that show, it was, like, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, right? Like, they, like, showed that title card. Mm. But then they didn't They didn't say, like, coming. No, I, I assumed that all three of these shows were just lead-ins to Phase 4. So, like, okay. I knew that Loki would end with, like, the multiverse and whatever. Um, I didn't realize that they were going to explore loki even more and like the way that it ends off like there's still so much more to resolve but, like multiverse is gonna happen between the seasons like doctor strange 2 is gonna happen yeah. between guys like loki is like the best the best thing that does the disney company has like done in yes i like i don't know how long and listen, we're we're gonna do a Loki episode. <laughs> I went in here and I was like, when can we schedule when a Loki episode? And I I'm like, we're doing it. Yeah, we're I think we do have, a Loki show. Well, we have two more episodes of Bad Batch to cover, like like two recording episodes. There, I think yeah, two four. recording for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Tempest Runner coming out. We got Adam Shadows <laughs> coming out. Um, but basically, once we're done with Bad Batch, we are we can free and clear to do Loki. Loki. Yes, I want to rewatch all of Loki and just soak it in. I bow down to the creators. <laughs> Which, and um, is her name Catherine Horn? No, that's the one that did Black Widow, I think. No, okay, who did Loki? Heron, Kate Heron. Kate Heron. Kate Heron is, is not returning to Loki for oh, season two. and Michael Wald. Okay, so Michael Waldron might also not be returning because he posted... Did you see what he posted? No. Let me just find it because I want to get this right. Okay. Yesterday, he posted um, the the shot from Loki that says end of file. Like, I'll, I just sent it to you. He mm. just posted that. Like, that's all he posted. So a lot of people... And then you go in the comments and all the aunties are like fired, oh, I hopefully. See. Yeah. <laughs> but he's doing the Feige Star Wars. Star Wars. Yes. So, like, I think he's busy. And then there's also that Eric guy. I've been yes. sending some of, like, he's on the writing team. And Eric Martin, um, he's a writer and a producer of Loki. And a lot of people are just assuming he's got promoted to the top writing slot. I have no issue with that. This guy seems awesome. Yeah, no. To me, like, as long as Tom Hiddleston is involved, I think we're going to be fine. Because he made sure everybody knew what they were doing. <laughs> I think the worry is, like, especially the sequel trilogy fandom. Yes. Yes. Has PTSD over The Rise of Skywalker and... It's that Being gap. a fan response. It's like, it's the fan mm-hmm. gap response that is, like, like triggering people's fight or flight, basically. Yeah. Um, that over the course of now and then filming Loki season two, like, things changing because a fan response. But, like, I mean, there's a lot of antis, but I haven't seen the headlines like we were seeing after The Last Jedi. 
No, and all of the creatives behind the scenes have fully leaned into Selkie. This is Selkie <laughs> and the story that they put out, which we didn't get with Star Wars. They they really were like it's up to interpretation. They were so tight lipped. Yeah, were, exactly. It was my God. They like they, they gaslit us. They. <laughs> I was going to say they dragged us on for two mm. years. They sure did. <laughs> oh, I. I have more faith in Marvel, which I never thought I was going to say. That's crazy. Shannon, you hear yourself? I know. Listen to me. I have more faith in Marvel. Like, <laughs> did you you saw that meme where it's like the kid drowning, and it's like Raylo's holding up the MCU, and Star Wars is drowning. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I truly do think if everything we've heard about Tom Hiddleston and Loki is true, that... Yeah. It, it should work out. And, and he said in an interview that he would play Loki forever if he could. Yeah. And, I mean, somebody asked him about a romance, and he straight up said you have to fall in love with yourself first. Yeah. So, the, like, before the series started that interview, and I remember us speculating about Sylvie and Loki after episode three. And we were like, nah. And we were like, like <laughs> we were all in agreement that there was, like, romantic imagery and, like, romance. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, like, obviously themes there yeah but all of us were just like that's just they're just well, doing no, that you know what it is it, it's the ptsd it was the trauma because mm-hmm. we were like we don't want to ship it because look what happened yeah and then they leaned into it we were like whoa i remember that like the day the episode dropped we were all like yeah like we see the romantic imagery but i don't think they're going that way whatever none of us really stepped yeah. into it but that during that week between episode three and four there was like fan art coming out i'm like I really like this fan art. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm, oh, like, I really I'm like trying to pull myself back. I'm like, I don't want this to become right. Ra- like, I don't want to like get invested in this ship like I did with Raylo because like I was so upset. Like, I'm just like, I can like this fan art. Like, I'm not going to like let it consume my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then episode four dropped and it was like obvious in episode it four was that it was romance. like the last Jedi. Like... It was very obvious. And yeah. like, I'm like, okay, I'm on board. This is my ship. I'm going down with the ship. Yeah. I haven't and learned. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, Episode six, like, just went above and beyond, like, anything I could have hoped for. And I just, like, I'm so desperate for more. You're you're so right. Episode six really did exceed all my expectations. Like, I tried to keep them low because I'm like, you know, like, I know they're leaning into the romance. The creators have basically confirmed the romance. But, like, Mm -hmm. if they, they might not kiss, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, they might, you know, like... I'm trying to prepare myself to get, like, a bitter ending. Uh-huh. Like, we were talking about, oh, like, maybe they're gonna, um, it's gonna be, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean ending, where they I know, get we separated. were, like, <laughs> speculating, like, all these endings. And they have and- to, like, meet in the void. And, like, yeah. <laughs> I still think... That see, that's the thing. Well, because it's not over. Like, that, yeah. this this is confirmed that, like, their story is not over. Like, we're gonna see Sylvie again. And I, I think that that's still possible. But it's so funny that, like, the night before, you were, like, um, Pirates of the Caribbean 3. And, like, that Kiss episode was so... Kiss, Kiss mid-battle. Kiss mid-battle. 
Oh, man. See, like, this is why we're going to talk about Loki, because it's just... Yeah, otherwise, like, we're derailing our Bad Batch episode right now. Like, <laughs> we're talking about Loki. I'm like, I want to talk about episode six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll watch the whole thing, and we will definitely, like, get all the way into it. Um, Alex and I have also been talking about, like, expanding beyond Star Wars. And, like, really, that just means, like, more freedom to talk about, like these other things that we'd like. Yeah. Like, we could do Black Widow. We could do Never Have mm-hmm. I Ever. We could well, do other books. We've always, like, s- sometimes, like, gone out of Star Wars. Star Wars. Like, we did WandaVision. But in this case... We did case, Shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone. <laughs> yeah. We did Dark Crystal. But in this case, like, I feel like we always preface it with saying, like, you know, like, we're gonna, we're gonna, like, dip our toe into something else this week but I think um after Bad Batch is done we're gonna kind of like restructure our podcast a little bit so that it is like inclusive of other like fandoms and stuff so it's not like we're dipping our toe somewhere else like it's gonna be like a normal thing dipping our toe all the time yeah it'll be normal for us to just like you know, it's like we're into this other thing, so like mm-hmm. we'll talk about this other thing, and like we'll still cover mm-hmm. like the bigger Star Wars things. Um, maybe not everything, maybe just like the stuff yeah, that specifically like. pertains. Yeah, mm-hmm. which actually gets into. Um, so last week, we completely missed Visions because we recorded our episode and then the Visions news dropped. Um, so like Star Wars Visions, it's um, the anthology series. It's all like that Japanese anime. The whole nine-episode series, it's all short films, is going to release on September 22nd um, on Disney+. And I feel like with that, we'll probably cover, like, the ones that we particularly like, you know, instead of, like, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think it looks really cool. And there's a lot of different stories. Like, there's one that's, like... If the twins had been raised by yeah. Darth Vader. Yeah. I mean, that's like a big show. <laughs> that's a big... I like mm-hmm. that they're dipping into that. And um, one of them is getting a book adaptation as well, which is Ronin, which is coming mm-hmm. out in October. Exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that. And so to keep on going with the news, this Friday, to kind of talk about a little bit of High Republic, um, is Comic-Con at home, and there's going to be a High Republic panel which is definitely probably going to be the Wave 3 announcement. Yeah. The StarWars.com article basically guaranteed that there would be things announced. So Wave 3 is coming. Because I don't think that Phase 2 is starting. Like, I think we're still in this No, because they it's going to go all the way through um, Edge of Balance. That'll be the last thing to come out, and that comes out in September. Wait, did they confirm that Edge of Balance is the last thing in this phase? Yeah, they did. So they did a trailer and they listed everything that was included and Edge of Balance was the last one. Of Wave 2. Of Wave 2. And mm-hmm. then Wave 3 is probably, you think it's going to start in like January, February? I think so. Yeah, it'll probably be beginning of the year. So like with Wave 2, we're still going to get um, the audio drama Tempest Runner, which is about um, Lorna D. And then we'll get um, Edge of Balance and there's still comics coming out as well. But we were talking about this. We're almost 100% positive that Claudia Gray is writing the next adult, adult. novel. Yeah, yes. which would be the, our guess, the final chapter of the Light of the Jedi Rising Storm trilogy, which would be awesome, and hopefully 
Avar is in it more. Like, I, I'd really like to see the final book, like, tying in Avar more to the story. Yeah. Because I, I definitely think the second one was, like, Stellan's book. Mm-hmm. But would you say, a- like, like, Light of the Jedi was Avar's book? I want to say that it was Avar's book, but I also want to say that I don't feel like we've gotten enough of Avar, you know? It's funny how you think, like, Rise and Storm was Stellan's book when I feel like Elzar got so much. I know. See, like, I thought that it was going to be Elzar's book, and I think he, he got a lot. But when you think about, like, the POVs, it always went back to Stellan. True. But... My takeaway from the rising storm was Elzar Man. <laughs> and like a little bit of Belle. Like I love Belle too. Yeah, Belle's definitely riding in there. Um, but Elzar Man like got some pretty like interesting things happened to him. Yeah, hundred percent. I I think since Avar was absent, she'll have a bigger part to play. I think it might be more of a culmination of the three of them, because I really do think, with, as far as the adult novels go, it's about those three. Like, at the end of the day, it's about them. If Claudia's... I know. No spoilers <laughs> know. for Rising Storm. I am not going to say a single thing. But if you know, you know. And Claudia getting her teeth on these characters... Means Please. everything. That will, <laughs> that will be everything. Um, and then as far as the young adult novel goes, like, we have no idea who's going to be writing the young adult novel. Um, my my guess is Daniel Older, yeah. but not positive. Um, I finished Out of the Shadows yesterday, um, which is actually coming out uh, next week as of this mm-hmm. episode coming out. Um, highly recommend it. Yeah, go pre-order it. Yeah, if, if you haven't read um, Young Adult by Justina Ireland, you should, because she's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> while you're at it, like, throw in all of Justina's books into your um, shopping cart. Yeah, read Dread Nation, it. read everything. Mm-hmm. Um, to be perfectly honest, I have not liked a Star Wars young adult novel this much since reading Lost Stars. It's the only thing on Lost Stars level, in my opinion. So it's, you love Rebel Rising also. Like, it's better than Rebel Rising. It's better than Rebel Rising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. It's, and Claudia you, just, You love like, Inferno Squad, too. Well, that's not a, a that's young adult. adult. That's mm-hmm. adult, yeah. Um, the thing with Star Wars YA is that they're so often low YA, which is fine. Like, that's perfectly fine. Um, this felt like a true young adult novel. You, it's very character That's driven. So good. It just everything about it. I loved literally every single thing about it. I have no complaints. Yeah, I do have to say, like Claudia's books normally do feel the higher YA, but in Into the Dark felt lower than I feel like normal it, for Into her. the Dark was paced a little bit strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that Out of the Shadows does feel like a sequel to Into the Dark. Um, cool. it's like, it's like a sequel to that and A Test of Courage, because Vernestra's in it as well. It does tie into the adult novels, but I think you'd be okay if you haven't read those. Mm-hmm. And it takes place after the events of Rising Storm? Yes, because they talk about what happened on Valo. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I one, I guess one complaint is that I feel like they don't talk about enough what happened on Valo, and like we know how devastating it was, but it's also not the place for it. Okay. But like obviously the release date was like on purpose because they're setting themselves up to be like we if you're reading everything, like this comes after the Valo stuff. Yeah, and they talk about it, and, like, Vernestra was there, so, like, she knows everything that happened on Valo. I would say that maybe it's been, like, a month or two, probably. Um, Just based on how they talk about things, I would say. Um, But, yeah, go pre-order it. It's honestly, I cannot recommend it enough. Justina is absolutely amazing, and she gives us really, really great queer representation. We love to see it. It's just, Yay. it's amazing. Okay, so I think with that, we're finally ready, 30 minutes in, <laughs> to talk about The Bad Batch. <laughs> well, this could have been a Loki episode. It could have been we a Loki still, episode. We could still derail this into Loki. Like, Yeah, we could still be talking about Loki. We're going to but... be talking about a green character and the Lo- Loki's, like, color theme is green. If you So if you put horns on Hera, would she be Loki? She's not mischievous enough. That's true. All right, but I guess, you know, like, let's get into it. So, finally, like, this really feels like, you know, the first two-episode type arc in The Bad Batch. All of it is focused around Ryloth, and it's really about, like, how they're transitioning. The Empire's moving in, the war's over, but they don't really feel like this is the piece that they wanted. A lot of the... Um, people are more loyal to Champs and Dula than they are to their senator, and there's kind of movements of an uprising going on here in the midst of it. It's, I was not expecting us to go to Ryloth, and I wasn't expecting to be derailed from, like, the Bad Batch storyline either. Like you said, like, it's the first time it really feels like, okay, we're settling ourselves into a big story, Mm-hmm. Because, like I, like you said, if if we hadn't derailed from the Bad Batch, it would still kind of feel like they're doing like a mini series or a limited series kind of thing. But doing this really makes it feel like okay, like they're going to tell like a big, big story here, multiple seasons. Yeah, like it's not as focused in on just the Bad Batch as like it maybe we thought it was. Like it's definitely more of like what is happening in the galaxy during this transitionary time. It kind of makes me wonder, like, where we're going to leave off, and I wonder if it's going to go to, like, Fallen Order time, you know? Yeah. This Fallen Order is... How many years away from that are we? Five-ish? Five? Interesting. Like, five seasons? Or do you think that, for example, they could do a time jump of multiple years? Yeah, I'm not sure how they would do it timeline-wise. Because, like, obviously they're not going to go all the way to Rebels, right? Like, they yeah. got to cut it off somewhere. And I I feel like they just have to get to a place probably where the the rebellion is, like, starting to establish, you know? Yeah. Well, you already see it with our characters from Clone Wars Season 7. They're escaping me. Oh, um, Trace and Rafa? Yeah, Trace and Rafa. Mm-hmm. You're already seeing the beginning. And then maybe see six-year-old Cassian. I'm still right. Like, I, listen, I am... I don't think he's off the table. 
Like, yeah, if we're exploring these big Hera, things. We've seen baby Hera. We've seen baby um, Kanan. The next we can one see baby is, Cassian. We, I've been in this fight since I was six years old, Cassian. <laughs> we have to see him start the fight. <laughs> like, we have to see the fight begin. <laughs> and, like, we've seen Omega befriend multiple children. Here's something that I just thought of. What if Omega... Well, no, I guess not technically, because technically it's, like, Ahsoka. But, like, what if Omega is, like, one of the first, like, fulcrum-type characters? She's a child spy. She's a child spy. (laughs) She's a child, you know? International super spy. (laughs) She has all these connections. Like, she befriends Hera, like, so quickly. She meets everyone, and she is liked by, like, everyone, too. Yeah, exactly. And that's really, like, what helps the Bad Batch, like, come back and help with Ryloth, because a lot of this, you know, like, the first episode with Devil's Deal is really just, like, setting up what's going on. We learn about Hera's parents, how they're involved, what, like, what they're doing. We learn that Hera has kind of been working with her uncle. They're kind of starting an uprising, um, her parents get captured, she needs help, and she doesn't have anybody to turn to except for this girl that she met when they were getting weapons from these, you know, burly dudes, and she's like, I need your help, I don't know who else to call. And Omega's the one who's like, we have to go back and we have to help them. It's, it's, she has so much empathy, like, we've talked about this before, that Omega, like, her, like, sad bash superpower is her empathy. Mm-hmm. Well, she says um, later on, it, it's not till like kind of the end. Yeah, when she wants to go back, and we're going to kind of talk about both of these episodes in tandem. Um, but Hunter's telling her, like, we can't put ourselves on the line every time someone needs is in trouble. And she's like, why not? Like, isn't that what soldiers do? Yeah. And Hunter's like, <gasps> what? <laughs> well, it's like, what are, what is, what are their purpose? Exactly. Hunter's yeah. trying to figure that out. And I think Hunter still just wants to keep Omega, but then, you know, all of the Bad Batch safe. And what we've kind of been seeing and we really see here is that he's going to have to pick a side. Like, he's going to have to decide if he wants to get involved. And if he doesn't want to, but the others do, like, he can't stop them from helping. Mm-hmm. The, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to free will in the show. It really is. Do you think that we could see the whole Bad Batch kind of get disbanded at some point? Well, like, what would you think that the, they would not agree on? Well, we kind of already saw that they kind of wanted to go with Rex or go back to Rex, but Hunter doesn't want to do it. I see more likely him changing. Like, I, I see more likely Hunter deciding that that's what he wants. Yeah, I I think that that's where, like, his arc, I think that's where it's ending. I do wonder if it's going to reach a point where he's still being stubborn and won't do it, but they go on without him. Mm -hmm. I I guess, like, I'm thinking about it because also while this is happening, like, with Hera and everything, um, we do get Crosshair in the background. And, like, really what's driving Crosshair, because he gets, like, distracted and, like, taken away from things when it comes to the Bad Batch. Like, he wants to hunt the Bad Batch down. Like, at all costs. Like, he doesn't really care about any other orders. It's, like, 
his choice is to hunt them. And so, like, the question is why? Well, he probably feels really wrong by them. I just, like, I keep wondering what's going to happen if him and Hunter, like, are, are just forced to, like, talk it out. You know, like, whether they've been, they're, like, thrust into some kind of situation where they have to work together or something like happens. Like, they can't like, hurt I, each other. Like, they're, like, it's like a real low force bond situation they, yeah. where they, they are forced to talk, but there's no way for them to hurt each other. Exactly. Yeah. Because um, I think what we're seeing is that maybe even if Order 66 is working, it might not be able to override all of the free will. Because we see that um, with Hauser, which we'll talk about. Hauser. <laughs> Yowser. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, the question is, like, even though Order 66 is working with Crosshair, and he's in, like, very deep. Like, he's murdering people. He's doing the Empire's dirty work. Like, where does Order 66 stop and, like, where does Crosshair begin? I don't know. Yeah. I don't either. Um... But, like, with Hauser, which is somebody who is following along, doing Order 66, everything seems fine. But, like, he knows that the Empire is, like, not doing good things. But, like, is his inhibitor chip not working completely? I think that's the question. Or are they fading? Like, did the inhibitor chip work for Order 66 and it's not, like, sustained? Like, it's something that, like, fades after time because they just assume the soldiers will I guess kind of fall into place into obeying I don't know because I, I kind of feel like this makes me think of Black Widow it does honestly. It, it's very similar to Black Widow because um, we kind of have to figure out like what exactly is it doing like does it override them just to kill the Jedi did it override them to follow any order to the letter like, what is it trying to do? Mm-hmm. And if it was just to kill the Jedi, like, just to, like, change their brains to be like, oh, the Jedi well, are bad. No, but it, it wasn't just that, because Omega started getting attacked by... Um, That's true. So it's like insurgents against the Empire, kind of. Anyone against the Empire. Which, that could lead to the loophole with Hauser, because the reason he kind of starts to be like, you know, things are wrong is because... They're rounding up everybody, even if they're children. Like, he knows Hera, he knows Cham, and he's like, this isn't right. But, I mean, I guess that does kind of get into, like, the clones all knew the Jedi, too, and they still murdered them. So, is it that his inhibitor is just not working, or what's going yeah, on? I, like, I wonder if they fade after time. Like, that command, like, whatever it is that's the function, mm-hmm. like, isn't sustainable, but because... That's all they ever know. They kind of just fall into line with the Empire. Most of them, at least. Like, Hauser obviously has a heart, and, like, he sees otherwise. I don't know. Well, and he starts what looks like to finally be a Stormtrooper Rebellion. Others... The one that we were going to get in the Rise of Skywalker? (laughs) Yeah, the one that we've been asking for. Um, He does inspire others to be like, hey, like, this is wrong, And to me, what it looks like is this is going to be the real reason that the Empire stops using clones. Yeah. I feel like what's going to happen with the Bad Batch, especially after this, is them 
trying to help save clones, which is very Black Widow. Like, that's the same thing that happens with Black Widow. They want to go and they want to save, find all the girls and, like, save them. Um, and I think that might be what happens. Like, they try to help the other clones or, like, find the ones where Order 66 isn't working and, like, bring them over to, like, the Rebel side or get them out mm-hmm. of the Empire, you know? But we see in Rebels, like, we see Rex. We, we do see Rex. But Rex, we know, is no inhibitor chip. We see um, a couple of clones in Rebels, don't we? I, like, rewatch season three and four all the time. Oh, it's season know. two that I'm thinking of. No, I know. Yeah. I'm not as... <laughs> I, like, rewatch three and four, like, all the time. I'm not as familiar with season one and two. Yeah. Um, so that could definitely be something that's going on. But I feel like kind of the other thing to talk about here is... Uh, what did, how did you feel, like, to kind of pivot it this way? Like, what did you feel about seeing Hera and, like, her family and all that? It's soft. <laughs> I love Hera's, Hera's one of my favorite characters up there with Ben Solo. Yeah. Everyone loves Hera. She's a good mom. But, like, you get to see her as a little kid, and it's really cute, and she's, like, very driven, and she's dreaming of being a pilot, which is really cute. Because she gets to be the best pilot in the galaxy. I honestly would be totally okay with an entire young Hera show, and it's just this, like, uprising on Ryloth. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. She's already or so like involved. And, like, like such a, a leader. Middle, a middle grade book. <gasps> That'd be so cute. I would be so here for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I... I think it was great to see her. I'm so glad that we got to see her mom. And I'm mostly glad that they did not kill her mother in either of these episodes. Yeah. I think there is a bit of fear over that. Some people saying that it didn't line up with other canon information that says she's di- she dies later on. Mm-hmm. But there was always the possibility that canon could be changed from the books because we've seen a little bit of that happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's good. Well, because it would have been like, the perfect opportunity when they're like breaking her parents out. Um, so glad we didn't get that story. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. Because like I could see it happening. It's like they're breaking them out. You know, they've been framed for killing the senator, but then Hera's mom dies, and then it just fuels the rage of Cham and uh, yeah. doing the uprising. And I'm so glad that's not what they did. The way that those characters were written was just done really, really well. And if we're going to be getting more of that in the Bad Batch, like, I'm glad for it. Like, it it did feel a little bit of a departure from the story and, like, progressing the plot. Like, it did kind of slow it down. But honestly, like, it was still just really nice to see and, like, take a step back and, like, see a character that we'll know from later and see what the galaxy's doing right now. Honestly, that's kind of everything in these two episodes. So it leaves off, like, they save Ryloth, they're going to be starting a an uprising um the question is posed to hunter because they say that they have to organize and hunter doesn't want to do that he's got other things he wants to do um but then we do see with the empire crosshair is given full permission to hunt down the bad batch <sighs> yeah well like hunter i mean crosshair was gonna do it anyways yeah he was like he just now he's not going against protocol it's personal it feels personal. Now, we have Crosshair chasing them, and potentially some other bounty hunters still. Mm-hmm. I still have absolutely no idea how this season's gonna end. 
You know what's sad? Ventress is already dead by this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she is. I was just thinking, I'm like, oh, like, imagine we could see Ventress take, like, a whack at it. Yeah, no, Ventress with Omega would have been amazing. That would have been hilarious. Yeah. No, you're right, though. Do you think, so, like, I think it's really cool that they brought in um, Fennec. But, like, had Ventress still been alive, do you think that arc, like, like, that story would have been with Ventress instead? I could see that, 100%. I think they wanted to bring in a character that we already knew, and I think Fennec fit the bill really well, especially because we're going to see her later. Yeah. I Um, think Ventress would have been really good, too, though, because she's just, like, she's so cool, but, like, we know she has a heart. Like, they're, like, Exactly. Like, like Fennec, too. Like, Fennec, clearly, there's something to her. Yeah. I I hope we get to see more from Fennec, because I feel like there's so much about her, like, we just don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. we, we just don't know what her motivations are or anything like that. Whereas, like, with Ventress, like, she would have taken Omega and then she would have been like, no, you're just a little girl like me, which we see in, like, other books, and she would have mm-hmm. probably let Omega go. Yeah. Oh, man, that's everything. I I just want Crosshair to be okay. I don't want a throne. I just want Crosshair <laughs> to be okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just want you to be okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's all I want. That's all I want. Um, so, like we said, there is four more episodes left. And actually on IMDb, um, there are episode names. Uh, I don't remember what they are, but one of them was called Infested? Infested or Invested? I think it was Infested. Oh, yes. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> so are we going to see some of those um, spiders or something? Oh, like, gross. You know, the no, giant, don't say that. The ones from, maybe the ones from... Fallen Order, Saw Gerrera. Let me see. Okay, so episode 13, yes, is Infested. Oh, no. And then episode 14 is War Mantle. What kind of bug are we going to see? Maybe it's those, like, um, brain uh, worms. Oh, you mean, like, Attack of the Clones? The ones that are, like, the centipedes? Yeah, the ones like, that are gonna go into Padme's head. Yeah, yeah, the ones. You that think those are better head. than giant spiders? I don't think so. I listen. Giant I, spiders aren't real. <laughs> centipedes are real. Yeah, centipedes could climb into your bed, Shannon. Yeah, one already did. You, I you know. Forgotten? So wouldn't like you be more okay with a giant spider? Because like that's not gonna happen no. to you. <laughs> Alex. Giant spiders exist. They're in Australia. <laughs> well, good thing we're not in Australia. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's pray for me next week. <laughs> I'm not going to be doing good. Maybe it'll be rats infested with the rats. Oh, man. The memes we're going to get if it's rats. I think that's like best case scenario. Rats. Best case scenario is totally rats. I just. I. What I'm wanting is I want to learn more about Omega. And I, I don't think we're going to. I feel like we're going to go on some, like, misadventures, which is fine. But I do want to learn more about Omega. And if that involves spiders, I guess that's where we're going to go. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that the final, like, 
section of the season, like going into the finale, will be an arc, like a three episode thing or a two episode thing. Ooh. I mean, hopefully it's a two-episode thing for the sake of our pacing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do think they're going to tell a little bit of a story. So I think that we're probably going to have another, like, one-off type of episode, which there is no such thing as filler. Um, but I do think we'll have, like, another one-off here Inve- or there. Infested. Infested. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's going to be great. I, I mean, you know, we got that information about Omega, she was taken from the bounty hunters, that kind of thing. And I feel like it's it's time to revisit it or it's time for an episode like from Crosshair's like perspective, like mostly from Crosshair. That's what I'm still hoping for. All right, but I think that's going to do it uh, for these two episodes. We would love to talk all about The Bad Badge with you guys over on Twitter. Um, please do not talk to me about spiders. I don't want to hear it. Um, Alex sends me pictures of spiders, and now I send her pictures of spiders because I hate myself. <laughs> um, but you can keep the conversation going um, on Twitter at lip underscore lightsabers. I am at McCarter Shannon, and Alex is at Alex Leonis, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.